Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Life Study emphasizes the capital L life that can be found in the scriptures. Jesus himself said in John 6:63, "The words I have spoken to you are spirit and are life." This is the fruit of over 70 years of ministry by Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. Watchman Nee began his ministry in China in the 1920s and it continued until his imprisonment and eventual martyrdom in the 1970s. Witness Lee brought this ministry to the United States in 1962 and began speaking these life study messages in 1974, completing it in 1995. To find out more, you can visit our website, lifestudy.com. Again, that's lifestudy.com. Now, let's join today's program. Do you have a sign that you are in God and that you know God experientially in your daily life? Well, the aged Apostle John talked about such a sign in his first epistle, and that's what we're discussing in today's Life Study Radio program. So stay with us to find the sign and whether you have the sign. This is Matt Miller with Bill Lawson to come back to the Word of God to fellowship about how the love of God can become our love. Bill, thanks for joining me today for this program on the love of God. I'm glad to be back, Matt. This, I think, really will be an excellent view of 1 John. We've been in 1 John, as you mentioned, uh, quite a while, and we'll get into some matters concerning more conditions of the divine fellowship, how we as believers can remain faithfully in the divine fellowship. I think you talked with me earlier, Bill, about the, uh, the first condition of the divine fellowship was the matter of confessing sins. Well, now we've come to the seventh program on the conditions of the divine fellowship, and we are just now getting to the second one, the second condition, which is to love the brothers. Up to now, we've just been talking about the first condition, the, the confessing of sins. Would you please give our listeners an idea of what we're in for today? This program today, Matt, will not so much concentrate on the negative side of how we remain in the divine fellowship by the confessing of our sins. Of course, there is that side. We always have to maintain a clear fellowship with the Lord, and we do that by daily and constantly confessing our sins. But that's just merely on the negative side. Today, we're going to look at it from the positive point of view, that another very excellent way for us to remain in the divine fellowship is to love God and to love the brothers by abiding in the Lord's Word. So we'll get into that today, and hopefully we can see something on the positive side of how, by loving God with the divine love, and also loving the brothers with the divine love, we can remain and stay fully in the divine fellowship. Bill, let's go on and uh, read a couple verses. I'm going to read 1 John chapter 2, verses 3 through 6. And in this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in this one. But whoever keeps his word... Truly in this one, the love of God has been perfected. In this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk 
even as he walked. Let's go to Witness Lee for today's life study. In these, we know that we are in him. Don't take this little phrase in him for granted. If you read the context from verse 3 to the end of verse 5, you sure can realize, haha, to have a sign that signifies you are in him. You are in the triune God. It's not a small thing. In him means we are one with him. He is my life. So he becomes my nature. And with every life and the nature, there is kind of a taste. For instance, little children, you don't need to tell him not to eat anything bitter. You just put something bitter into his mouth, he will spit out, right? That is not... Uh, due to some regulation, the mother's regulation, mother uh, tells the child, you remember well, you shouldn't eat anything bitter. The nature rejects. We who have been born of God, who possess God's life, we know him not merely objectively, but much, much more subjectively and much, much deeper experientially. You see, I just cannot speak things that way. I cannot express myself that way. I cannot go to that kind of place. I cannot do that kind of thing. Even I don't have the taste to vindicate myself, to argue for myself. No. We have the divine life. We have God within us as our life, as our nature, then eventually as our conduct as our character. So by this way, we know our God all together experientially. And this kind of knowing is a strong sign that we are one with him. Amen. Dear saints, if your parents, or your wife, or your children, or your husband, or your neighbor, classmates, roommate, if they could not see any sign that you are behaving yourself with the experience of God, there is a question mark whether you are really in God or not. But hallelujah. We do have some evidence. We do have some sign in our daily walk that we are in God. Well, Bill, we're coming to the sign that I referred to at the beginning of the program, the sign that we have God in our daily life, a proof, so to speak, a confirmation. And I believe in the heart of every Christian, they would say, even though they're struggling and they might not feel like there's a sign, they can point to a time in their life where there was a sign. There always is a sign in every believer who's genuinely born again. There is a sign, isn't there? That's really so. Brother Lee here, he's talking about a sign. Of course, he's not talking about a miraculous sign or some kind of objective sign. He's talking about a kind of Christian conduct 
Matt, that we believers should manifest as a proof that we are in the Lord. You know, Paul, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 30, he says, But of God you are in Christ Jesus. So when we believed in the Lord and were regenerated, God put us into Christ positionally. We got out of Adam, and he put us into Christ. But now we need a daily Christian walk that by our subjective experiences that we need a proof, a kind of sign that we are in him. And this sign is something that we need to eventually really get into. It is a kind of a living, you might say even a Christian lifestyle, that believers have that they can't do the same thing as the unbelievers do. Even when we're dealing with our wife, when we're dealing with our children, the way we dress, what we wear, the way we handle our children, uh, and all of these matters, these can be signs, Matt, in our Christian life that we are truly in Him. And it's a manifestation of a life lived out of us by our enjoyment and experience of Christ that others can see in a Christian's life, that person is different. We're not weird, we're not strange, but we are definitely different, and that difference has an outward manifestation in our daily Christian life. Bill Witnessley gave the example of a, a child, when you put something bitter in his mouth, the nature, the life of that child rejects it and spits it out. How does that apply to what we're talking about here? Well, in everything, after we become a believer, we now have a divine life and a divine taste that has been put into us. And as we live the Christian life and we cooperate with that divine taste and that divine life, that life just lives a certain way. It drives a car in a way that's different from uh, from unbelievers. Or it doesn't drive a car in a certain it, way. <laughs> exactly, especially on the L.A. freeways. So this kind of experiences that we have day by day where we have a particular kind of life that we live, we can't do things that the unbelievers do, we can't go where they go, the life within just protests and doesn't allow us to do certain things, but it gives us a strong sense that we are doing the proper things according to God. These are signs, Matt. They're like subjective signs. It's like a sense, a kind of a taste within us. And when we cooperate with that in our living, in our speaking, in our, in our walking, in our talking, in our whole daily life, this is a real manifestation that we know God subjectively and experientially. Well, we don't want our listeners to get introspective about this, looking for these kind of signs, but we do believe it is a fact that there will be this kind of response in every believer of the Lord. Bill, let's go on now with the life study and get into this uh, matter of the love of God in verse 5. Verse 6, he who says he abides in him. You see, in the preceding verse, it is in him. Now, here in this verse, it is abides in him. In him is a fact that was accomplished by God once for all. But to abide in him is a continuation of the fact that we are in him. The fact that we are in him was accomplished by God once for all, but the continuation to abide in him is on our side. We have to bear the responsibility to abide in him. And you have to know, dear saints, to abide in him is just to have fellowship within him. And this needs 
on the negative side to deal with through sin, and on the positive side to keep his word. And in this section, his word is the commandment, and his commandment is that we love him, and we love the brothers. We love our begetting father. And we love all his children begotten of him. So here are two commandments. The number one commandment is to love God the Father. And the number two is to love all his children. You know, when we are in the fellowship, that means we abide in him. This kind of abiding in him spontaneously issues in the love to our God, and in the love to our, the brothers. So the second condition, or the second requirement of our fellowship is that we love God and we love the brothers. The first requirement is on the negative side, to deal with sin, to get rid of sin. And the second requirement is on the positive side, to love, to love both the father and his children, our brothers. Well, Bill, we finally come to this matter of the love of God, which is the second condition we've been referring to, and we spent a lot of time on the first condition, confessing the sins. Why don't you go on and develop this positive condition? Right, Matt. This matter, of course, of this other condition of loving God and loving the brothers, even loving uh, others who are not regenerated yet. On the positive side, I think we all realize, it's very clear here in First John, that to abide in him practically is not merely just to be in him passively. Usually when we say abide, we think of remain in him, stay in him, but it doesn't just mean to stay and remain there not doing anything. No, it's a very active abiding. That means we're all the time one with the Lord, one spirit with him, seeking the Lord, seeking his fellowship. Uh, looking to the Lord, how to remain and be one with him. But here, we have to realize that the Word of God is very important to enable us to abide in him. So practically speaking, here, the, uh, the Apostle John brings out the matter of the commandments, keeping the commandments, abiding in the Lord, and so on. In other words, the Word of God, when we read the Word, when we pray over the Word, this Word of God conveys the riches of God, it conveys the love of God, and it also ministers to us the divine supply to enable us to love God and love the brothers. I think it's very difficult, I think we realize, for us to just say, if someone says to love God, we say, with what? But when we stay in his word, we pray over his word, we read his word, we study his word, then this supplies us with a divine life, and this, the word, conveys a divine element into us, enabling us to love God and to love the brothers. Bill, you've really hit the point, I think, and we prayed before the program today that the Lord would bring in some light, some inspiration, and, and I feel this is a real point to me of inspiration and enlightenment, because what happens here is we're focusing on the supply. We're not just telling people they need to love God. People know they need to love God, and they know they need to love the brothers. But what you just said, and what we're going to get into in this next section with Witness Lee in the conclusion, is that there's a supply. 
when we enjoy the word, we get infused with an element. We get infused with the love of God, which gives us the ability to love. I guess the question is, is the love of God referred to in verse 5, is that our love or God's love? Well, anyway, it's the love of God, and first it has to be something that we enjoy. Let's go on to Witness Lee as we come to the conclusion of today's life study. The love of God is God's essence. And this essence is conveyed to us, supplied to us through the Word. Then we do have something substantial within us for us to enjoy, to participate in, and eventually this essence of God's being becomes our enjoyment. And out of this enjoyment, something comes out that is our love toward God and toward his children. And we love God, we love God's children, not with our natural love. Our natural love should be on the cross. From my youth I heard, love your neighbor, love the brothers. Yet the Bible does say, love others. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love the brothers. Right, but don't forget, the Lord has never the intention to charge us to love others with our natural love. No. He charges us to love him and to love his children with his love which we have enjoyed. This is why it is also called the love of God. Yet, this love of God is ours. How come our love toward God is the love of God? Because it is the love of God. It is not our love. The love of God becomes our love after we experience and enjoy Him. You see, it becomes our love toward God and toward all the others. Now you see, this is very, very wonderful. God wants us to love him with his love. God wants us to love his children with his love. Not only so, God even wants us to love the world with his love. This is the first John. Certain love is altogether a matter in the fellowship of the divine life. If we do not enjoy God in the fellowship of the divine life, we could never have such a love. Bill, I really think we're touching something here that's quite uh, deep and profound, yet Simple. It's a simple word that I really hope our listeners can grasp as we touch it. I want you to talk about the distinction between our natural love and God's love. There is a lot of light here, Matt. I think we all agree, and there's a lot of revelation here, because we think that our love is okay. We think we can love people, we can love God with our own love, but according to Brother Lee's ministry and word here, we don't have that kind of love. What we have is a natural love, and I'm glad Brother Lee used this word natural, because you know when God created man, we do have some kind of a natural virtues, like right, we want to be right, we want to be 
loving. Uh, we want to be uh, holy, and we want to be separated from things. But this is just the natural love that we receive from the first creation. But what First John and what Brother Lee are talking about here is a divine love. It's not the natural love. There is a real distinction here. Our natural love just runs out, and we know that. If any of us have been married for any period of time, we realize when we're first married, we seem like we love our wife and everything. There's no problem. But then as the years go on, it seemed like we run out. So that just shows us clearly that we, our natural love just runs out. Not only runs out, that it seems like that natural love can turn into enmity, and we can almost hate one another the very ones that we loved one minute, we don't like them the next minute, showing that this is not the divine love. In the Greek language, there are three words for love. Of course, we know eros is the physical, but mainly we want to talk about uh, phileo, which is the Greek word, which is the intimate love, the kind of platonic love. But even deeper than that, Matt, there's a Greek word agape, A-G-A-P-E, and that is the nobler, divine love of God, and that's the love that the Apostle John is talking about. When we love one another with the love of God, then we can love God with that love, the divine love, and we can love others with the divine love. So what we need is a divine love infused into us. Us, minister to us, then it's not our natural love. Our natural love needs to go to the cross. That's, I think, very clear. But the divine love needs to be enjoyed and experienced by us. Then we can love God with the divine agape love, and we can love others with the divine agape love. And in that situation, there's no leaven, there's no enmity, there's no uh, natural likes or dislike, but we are really in the love of God. Bill, I want to read a, a paragraph from the life study of First John. It's uh, on page 141. Witness Lee says, If we experience the love of God, we shall have the deep realization that our natural love is one thing and that the love of God, which becomes our love through experience, is something very different. One difference between God's love and our natural love is that it is very easy for our natural love to be offended. And I think you referred to this when you said that one thing with our natural love is it, it can run out. And it's a real test that when our love for someone, if it can turn into an offense, we have to question, was that really the divine love or was that my natural love? That's exactly right, man. It's like a warning sign to us. It's like the signal lights in your car dashboard when a red light comes on. When we have an offense, was that my natural love? Sometimes it's hard to know. Is this my love? Is this God's love? Who's loving here? That's right. But when there's something that rises up in us and becomes offended, we have to turn, we have to humble ourselves and say, Lord, have mercy on me. Turn me back to experience you, to enjoy you, and have this experience that you experience receiving the Lord's love so you know it's something very different than the love that's a natural love. Right, Matt. In that way, uh, it's not us trying to love God and trying to love others with our natural love that runs out and is easily offended. It's through the Word of God, as Brother Lee has shared, and by the supply from the Word and the ministry of the Word that brings the agape divine love into us, then we can love God and we can love others with the divine love. So we enjoy the love of God, the love of God becomes our enjoyment, and the result of that is we can love others with the love of God, the outflow of our 
enjoyment of the love of God. Right, and this keeps us in the divine fellowship on the positive side. Bill, it's been really nice having you. I hope you'll come back and do another program with me soon. It's a real pleasure, Matt. Thanks very much. If you'd like to hear us more, you can listen to all our radio programs via the internet at lsmradio.org. To get the printed materials that go along with this radio program, you can call us at 1-888-543-3788. An easy way to remember is that's 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. Or you can write to Living Stream Ministry, P.O. Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. Or just send an email to radio at lsm.org. On behalf of Bill Lawson, this is Matt Miller. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. The focus of Living Stream is the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China in the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Witness Lee brought this ministry first to Taiwan, then later to North America and eventually to the entire world. For more than 20 years, he spoke these life study messages, unveiling how each book of the Bible shows God's eternal plan. God, through Christ, wants to dispense his life and nature into redeemed man so that man would become God's expression, enlargement, counterpart, and habitation. These studies go far beyond mere doctrine and unveil a personal, practical, and experiential Christ. In these short 26-minute programs, we summarize and condense Witness Lee's rich speaking. But to enjoy all the riches in these messages, we hope you'll visit our website at lifestudy.com. There, you can read all of the Life Study messages absolutely free of charge. You can even create your own Life Study reading schedule or download more Life Study audio programs just like this one, and all at no cost. Again, the website, lifestudy.com. Thanks for listening.